Hello and welcome back to the Lockdown Movie Club, a podcast where we watch movies for the first time and then talk about them. And that's about it. So my name's Toomey. And I'm Lily. And welcome. Welcome back. We've been off for quite a few weeks. Sick. I got a cold. Lily got a cold. And although we've been locked down watching a lot of movies, uh, we've been in no position to talk about them thoroughly with blocked throats and noses and whatnot. But we're back. And today it's time for Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Released on the 26th of March 2014, so only four months after Thor Dark World. So like I said, these movies are coming out a lot quicker than, you know, when we started. It was like one a year or then two a year. And now, you know, it is every, you know, four months or so. So I wasn't far off when I said they started releasing like three or four a year. <laughs> uh, you ever seen Winter Soldier before? No, I, I can't say I have. No, again, yeah. it's one of those ones I feel like I know very little about. I don't even remember like hearing much about it when it came out. I'm sure it was a big release, no. but I don't I don't remember it. No, 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 very little. Directed by the Russo brothers. So it's the first one, Anthony and Joe Russo. And they've done quite a few of the Marvel movies now. They went on to do like three more of them. And I think they're quite highly regarded as uh, good directors in these series. I feel like I've heard that. Yeah. yeah I feel like just uh, people have positive things to say about the Russo brothers. Well, that's good. Unlike uh, that other guy. <laughs> we won't talk about him. Yeah, won't bring him up right now. <laughs> um, but before, prior to this movie, you know, they hadn't done a lot of movies, just a, a couple like straight out of when they first started directing. And then they went on to do a lot of TV. So they actually directed the pilot episodes for both Arrested Development and Community. Oh, good choice. Mm, two of my like favorite shows. And then they went on to do heaps of episodes throughout those, those series. And I think they won a lot of awards, Emmys for, for their work on that. But stepping into Captain America Winter Soldier, that's their, their first big blockbuster again, which is like an ongoing trend for a lot of these directors. In fact, pretty much all of these directors. We haven't had any big names so far. So was it both brothers or is it one of them? Yeah, they're a duo. They, okay. they do do independent things. So with the... Come as a package deal. Yeah, in this instance, yeah. <laughs> for a lot of their TV episodes, they worked solo, um, but they both worked on the same series they just did different episodes because i mean like you wouldn't normally hire two directors would you no i mean there's a couple duos out there okay there's a couple of brothers well you got the russo brothers <laughs> there's uh the uh oh don't do this to me lily <laughs> there's like this really famous but everyone anyone listening right now already knows who i'm trying to talk about <laughs> you're gonna come back and be like oh that yeah yeah well maybe i'm not gonna google it but okay. it'll come to me later <laughs> they did fargo the original fargo movie oh, okay and oh brother where art thou and a single man and a single man a something man anyway sidetracked <laughs> <laughs> um looking at the cast of the movie same faces as before chris evans sam jackson scarlett johansson kobe smolders um although it was i don't know if black widow was in last captain america gojo seems to just kind of bounce between these movies i don't know if she was in first avenger mm, no I don't think so. I don't think so. So, well, she was she's going to be in this one, apparently. And then new faces, we've got Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, and Robert Redford. Um, now, I know Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan are in the new Marvel series, which is all about, yeah, it's called Falcon in the Winter Soldier. Or, oh, right, yep. And it stars these two. So those are obviously their characters yeah. from this movie in a new spinoff. 
series. I don't know which one's which. I don't know who's Winter Soldier and who's... Fa- I mean, it's a confusing title, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. He's not the Winter Soldier? The Winter I, Soldier's another I, I guy? I guess not, then. But why is it Captain America? The, we had the first Avenger, which was him, right? That's what they're saying. He Captain America, the first Avenger. Now they're saying Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay. Now he's the Winter Soldier. Okay, he's not the... I don't know. Maybe that's something we're going to learn on this journey today, Lil. Well, huh? maybe. Maybe. I can't wait to find out what's going on with the Winter Soldier. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about these superheroes. Falcon, Winter Soldier. Well, Falcon was in Scooby Doo. Oh, the movie. new one that we watched. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he was. You're I right. Don't know, I guess it's the same Falcon. Oh, yeah. Because there was a lot of crossovers in this new Scoob movie. Hmm. And there was a guy called Falcon. Yeah. He, yeah, but he had a dog, didn't he? Or was that just for Scoob? <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe he has a dog in this movie. Maybe. Does that look like Scooby Doo's going to pop up? Is the Falcon in this movie? Uh, Yeah, yeah. One of the oh, actors plays Falcon. Okay. Yeah. Well, you never know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, nominated for an Oscar, this movie, for uh, visual effects. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not actually the first of these movies to be nominated. I didn't really look into this before, but Iron Man, I mean, all three Iron Man movies were nominated for something. The first one was sound editing. The second one was, second and third were both visual effects, same as this movie. I think that's pretty much it that was nominated so far. Oh, and Avengers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah uh, that was also all visual effects, but none of, them, none of them have won. So we haven't had an Oscar winner yet. Right. Yeah, so I do already know which one is going to win the Oscar because I just looked at it all. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll keep you waiting on that one. I'll put your guesses in now. Who do you think? What's the first Marvel movie to win an Oscar? Uh, no cheating. <laughs> <laughs> and the budget on this movie is interesting. It cost 30 mil more than the first movie. This cost 170 million to make. Okay. And it made 714 at the box office, which is exactly the same as the first one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the first one was the highest grossing movie of those, the first phase one. Phase one, yeah. So 714, I guess that's pretty good. It's 100 million more than Thor Dark World made. So I will see nowhere near Iron Man 3. I think Iron Man 3 is going to take the cake for phase two and until we get to the Avengers, maybe. Mm. Um, but yeah, so... Okay, so people liked it, which... Well, people watched well, it. Well, people watched it. Oh. <laughs> Two completely different things. <laughs> I mean... We'll find out if people liked it after we watch it. We'll have a look online and see. But I didn't. I purposely didn't look to see what people think of this movie because I don't know anything about it. I don't really know. I mean, it's got to be better than the first one, right? Yeah. Oh, I hope so. Well, I mean, that was not good. We didn't enjoy that one. So the bar's set pretty low for the sequel. Typically, you know, it's rare for sequels to be better than the first movie, but as I think if we've learned anything from watching these movies, that anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> the next movie could be a complete bomb. One of the ones could be amazing. You never know. Never know. So should we go find out? All right, let's do it. We've got two hours and 16 minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And we'll be right back after this. And there you go. 136 minutes later, we return, having watched another Marvel movie. That's our ninth one now, Lil. Ooh. We're making our way there. We're slowly getting to halfway. We've got a few more things to watch before we get to halfway. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was an interesting movie. Uh, it didn't. It wasn't as basic or as boring as the last one, I don't think. 
it had some great action scenes. The plot was a little bit more complex than these movies tend to throw out, I guess. It, I mean, yeah, I could say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it wasn't exactly an in-depth, you know, complex film, but in the Marvel universe, you know, it had more going on than Thor: Dark World. You know, where yeah. they're all just trying to fight for the thing that they want. There was a bit more going on, a few more elements. I'll run through the plot real quick. Sounds good. And then we'll dive deeper in. <laughs> So we're modern day. We're with Captain America. He's sort of catching up on modern day life. He's got his list of things that people keep recommending, you know, like watch the Star Wars movies, listen to Nirvana, that kind of stuff. And he's doing missions for S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, him and Black Widow are just kind of doing S.H.I.E.L.D. things, I guess. And then, and then they do this one mission and, and Nick Fury discovers there's something fishy going on in S.H.I.E.L.D. He feels like it's been compromised and then... Nick Fury dies, like all these people kill him, and then Captain America's like on the run from Shield, and he's trying to like investigate what the hell's going on. We find out that Shield has actually been like overrun by Hydra, the bad organization from the first movie, who have been secretly like developing within Shield for like the last however many years since like the World War when that was happening. Uh, yeah. You got that little henchman dude that was in. He was uh, Hugo Weaving's henchman in the first movie. He's now like stored on data reels, like old school, like, you know. But he's like. Um, conscious. Conscious. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm very much alive. This isn't a recording. It's just my brain has been put into a computer, essentially. And he basically explains that. He was hired by S.H.I.E.L.D., like a lot of German scientists were back from the war, and they secretly started plotting within S.H.I.E.L.D., so making S.H.I.E.L.D. think they were doing good things, but really they were going to use all the things S.H.I.E.L.D. had been planning to do bad things. And with Nick Fury assassinated, they're now essentially in control, and they plan to... I mean, I didn't really get the whole... They just plan to kill lots of people. It was um, basically, I think, you're either with them or you're not with them. And if you're not with them, you're deemed a target. Right. And they'll just kill you. Yeah. And yeah. So they, they have all these, these ships and weaponry that S.H.I.E.L.D. have been developing is now essentially Hydras. And they're going to use those ships to, to, to change the world. So over the last however many years, they've been instilling fear in society so that society thinks we need better protection and they'll mm. be more welcoming of these very intrusive warships and, and yeah, spy these, ships and these stuff. these security measures which are very sort of high levels of control. Because mm. right at the beginning of the movie when Nick Fury shows um, Captain America, Steve Rogers, all these battleships and stuff and explains, you know, we're going to protect people. He's like, oh, this is a bit much, guys. You know, you are you protecting people or are you are you making them fear you? You know, like Steve yeah. Rogers wasn't on board, and I think that's when Nick Fury, you know, started seeing more clues that actually, yeah, not everything is as it sees seems here. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if he was suspicious prior to that, but he definitely, mm. at least after that conversation, he was. Yeah, he must have had suspicions because the first thing we see Captain America do is go to save this ship from pirates. That's right, yeah. Uh, but secretly, while they're doing that, Black Widow's actually stealing information from the ship 
For Fury. For Fury, and it turns yeah. out Fury staged the whole pirate takeover so that he could get access to the ship because he must have known something ain't right here. Mm. Yeah. So where do we start, Lil? Where, what do we? What's What's there to talk about with this movie? I mean, Captain America. All right. Okay. How about him? Well, I enjoyed his performance. Much. Or better. him as a character. Yes. Much more this time. For sure. He wasn't so much of a drag. No, he was. Um, he had a lot more depth. I felt like there was a lot more light and dark with him. He wasn't just sort of this one note soldier character. Goody two shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he had a reasonable amount of banter with some of the other guys. You know, him and the uh, Falcon, Sam Wilson. Yeah. They had a, a bit of banter. There's that opening scene where they're running around Washington, and he keeps just flying past him, saying, "On your left." On your left, yeah. Um, and then they have their 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 meeting, cute little. I mean, very forced, just friendship. Like, hey guys, we need to put this Falcon guy in this movie. What can we do? I'll just put an opening scene of them running together, <laughs> and then they'll be best friends. And then it just turns out this guy can operate some wingsuit, and that'll come in very helpful for Captain America later on. Who can't fly? Who so. can't fly? <laughs> yeah, and they kind of hid that for three quarters of the movie. You just think this guy's a pilot. And yeah, then, it was like he's a pilot or he's a soldier. You see him like as part of some veter- veterans PTSD group mm-hmm. and recovery group, and and he talks about his partner when he was serving getting shot down. Yeah, and you just kind of assume you know, they were a pilot in fighter jets, but then he reveals to Captain America like this is what I used to fly, and shows him some sort of document like, "Whoa, I thought you said you were a pilot. I never said I was a pilot." <laughs> and then, like ten minutes later, he just comes flying in with these like angel wings like lily and i were sat there like oh what's it gonna be is he gonna have some sort of crazy jetpack thing or like a suit of some sort like he's, oh, he's obviously gonna fly falcon of course and they just give him robotic wings actual wings <laughs> and I, th- I thought that was a bit i don't know i wasn't that i don't know i kind of liked his flight pattern with them though yeah so it was a, more, a lot more fluid mm-hmm there was a cool scene where he's flying around being chased by fighter jets and, and he's ducking and dodging. Uh, yeah, I mean, that whole scene was pretty cool. The action scenes in this movie in general were pretty good, I thought. Um, but the whole just when he's just stood there with his wings open, I was like, come on, <laughs> just give him a jetpack. Yeah, and the wings, unfortunately, get taken down quite easily. Yeah. you got... They're not very robust. <laughs> no. Winter Soldier, the asset. Asset. A.K.A. Bucky. Bucky. Whoa. Ooh, big twist. Big reveal. <laughs> Mr. Buchan- Buchanan? Yeah, something something Buchanan. Anyway, Bucky. Yeah, Steve Rogers' mate from the first movie that we thought died in the, the train scene. We see yeah. him fall into the ice. Um, but then the uh, little minion computer man that's got his brain now in a computer, the his German dude. again. I didn't write it down. I feel like it might. I think I just wrote down... Um, Hugo Weaving's henchman. Zolo? Zolo? Yeah, that sounds about right, maybe. It was something, something Zolo. Like it, Let's go with Zolo. Zolo. So Zolo reveals that the Winter Soldier is Bucky, and they found him after he fell off the train and saved his life by like amputating his arm and giving him this like robot arm. And then they also gave him like superpowers. Did and- they had they given him that before though? Remember that they'd taken him and done like the torture methods and stuff? I think they gave that to him first. I think because he loses right. his arm falling from the train. Yeah. So I think we then see a quick montage of them basically saving him and then saying, hey, 
we saved you. Now you're going to do our bidding for the next now. 50 years. Mm. Because we find out they cryogenically freeze him, bring him to life whenever they need him, and basically control his like memory and stuff. So, AKA Winter Soldier, because uh-huh. of freezing. There we go. Took me a whole movie, and I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't get that revelation until like the credits. No. <laughs> Lily was just like, oh, he's the Winter Soldier because they keep freezing him. And I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, did they say that before? Or so I was just really slow to get that. <laughs> no, no, no. They but didn't anyway. really spell that out to us, which I like. I like it when movies yeah. don't make us like, they put him on ice and they bring him back. That's why they call him the Winter Soldier. You know, <laughs> we worked it out on our own eventually. You yeah. know, it made sense. It was only a short little like like moment where they explained about freezing him. It wasn't like it was an in-depth. We didn't see him sort of being defrosted or anything. No, no, so, it was just the uh, Zolo guy just mentions it, and we see him being frozen, but that was about oh, like it. Oh, like the pre-freezing thing. Yeah, they see, we see him put him in the chamber, and his face goes all, and, like, yeah. icy. But then later on in the movie, when Steve recognises Bucky, and he says to him, like, Bucky, Bucky starts to get, like, memories come flooding back. Yeah, little and, flashbacks. Mm, little flashbacks, and he's like, what's going on? What is this? He said he knew me. And then you got Secretary Pierce, Robert Redford, says something like, put him back on ice and wipe his memory or something. So they obviously control his memory every time that they freeze and rewake him or something. And then the ending was a bit... He just disappears. He he saves Captain America. They have a big fight while the oh, ship's yeah, all exploding. It's, it's, so he's definitely on his mission. He needs to kill Captain America. Hmm. And the captain obviously saves him. Like, it's Bucky. Mm, I'm not um, going to fight you. And that was pretty brutal, actually. When Captain America like, says, I'm not going to fight, he's getting pummeled, pummeled in the face over repeatedly by that robotic arm. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. And then you can see, I mean, the guy who played Bucky did a good job. You can see, like, he's having a little existential Saw crisis. A bit of emotion. Because <laughs> he's pretty deadpan, the mm. whole. Yeah. He's just, you know. Brainwashed soldier. Yeah, like, yeah, he's meant to be emotionless, eh? So, yeah, you can see him, like, cracking. And then, yeah, he decides to drag Captain America out of yeah. the lake. Um, yeah, reservoir thing that they're fighting over. So he falls from the yeah. big ship into the water. We see Captain America drifting deeper and deeper. And then all of a sudden, as the screen starts to go black. Yeah, classic hand. You see a hand come in. And then, yeah, he just drags him to the shore and then walks away. But that's kind of how the movie ends, is that Captain America's now going on the search for him. That's kind of like the next chapter, I guess, yeah. in this story, which might be what Civil War's all about. Yeah, but it was a bit odd, because not like Bucky necessarily has any more insight into his past life. True, now he's just gone and he's set free, and this is a guy that has like no memory, no social skills. You know, how's he going to get on he's in the modern world? All the, he's only, yeah, and he's from what? 50 years ago. <laughs> or more? Yeah, or they said it, 50 years They said at some 50 point. years, didn't they? Yeah, so he's from 50 years ago. He's been constantly put on ice mm. and brainwashed. Probably doesn't have any money. I doubt they pay him a reasonable wage at all. <laughs> <laughs> he's you definitely know? not paying his taxes. <laughs> no, like, what's he going to do? He's not going to even be able to buy a bus ticket. <laughs> he won't have a social security number, yeah. will he? <laughs> no, these movies miss out on very important details when it comes How to these How is things. he going to live his life? Yeah. Well, maybe that's what this new TV show is all about, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
Oh, is it the Falcon teaching the Winter Soldier That's how it. to live yeah. in the modern world? Maybe <laughs> it's actually a sitcom. Yeah, it's like a like a you know like a buddy sitcom yeah. thing. Like one's the like uptight, one's the like Lucy. <laughs> oh, their opinions are gonna clash. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see what that's all about. We had some other like cameos of other universe things in here. So at some point, someone mentions like Stephen Strange or something. When I'm guessing that's Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. That's a Marvel movie, right? Doctor Strange. Yes. With uh, Cumberdick Benedict. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, I think. Right? Isn't he Mister yeah. Strange or something? Doctor Strange. Yeah. So I saw, heard the name Stephen Strange. I think it was Stephen Strange. Something Strange. And I was like, oh, that's got to be a reference to Doctor right. Strange. It's coming up later. And then we saw Elizabeth Olsen in the end credits oh, yeah. randomly. End credits and I mean, we obviously haven't seen One Division, but we know she's the star and face of it. Mm. So they're there doing some telekinetic yeah. like, things. And they're the twins in- they were referred to as. There was, there was uh. two of them in separate cells next to each other. And she's doing some sort of telekinesis making things float running very quickly in a very small room yeah he's just darting around the room at rapid speed but i thought yeah that was pretty cool i i didn't know where one division kind of fits in no so most i guess that's all linked to hydra then yeah because they said like though they've those guys that have the twins captured were still Mm, hydra they were hydra but they were also saying like shield hydra like it's all just names Mm. They were like, so I I feel like they won't necessarily call themselves Hydra. No, they're just evil forces. They are, yeah. Mm. They've got the ideas of them, but maybe they're not Mm. the, I guess, running as Hydra. Mm. Well, we'll soon find out. Because they had some crazy weapon there as well, right? Some sort of blue stick. Have we seen that before? The blue stick. Similar to what Loki had in Avengers, It looked a bit Loki-like. Maybe it was. I can't remember what happened to that. Of a blue glowing cube, so it's a bit hard to keep up yeah. who's got what. <laughs> you just know when you see it, it's up to no good. Yeah. Cheeky little blue glowing cubes. <laughs> oh, no, no good. <laughs> um, yeah, so what did you think of? You said you liked the action. Yeah, I think there were some great action scenes in this movie. I would agree. I think some of the cinematography was fantastic. So mm. straight away, that boat scene with the pirates where Captain America jumps from a helicopter onto this boat and then starts, you know, um, tactically taking people down and he's running around the boat and he's kicking people. <laughs> Every time he kicks someone, it's fantastic. They go flying like 50 feet. It was great. But I felt it was more realistic this time. I don't know why. Yes. But compared to the first movie where I was like, as if, I was like, that guy's not flying that far. But this time, yes. even though he was still doing the same, like, Funny little things with these, you know, his shield and mm-hmm. doing all these little flips and kicks yeah. and stuff. I felt like it was more believable. Absolutely. I think the Russo brothers did a fantastic job of making those action sequences way more engaging. Like, mm. it actually felt very realistic. And especially, like, the car chase scenes. I was really impressed by... There's a couple car chases yeah. in this. And I thought they looked really realistic. I think they did a lot of those car stunts for real because... Cast chases in movies, you can always tell when there's a CGI take of them like driving on some street, or you can tell if it's. I just think it really stands out when a car chase is CGI'd. And this I thought was really impressive. There were some fantastic moments of these cars 
driving around like when Nick Fury is trying to or they're trying his um attempted abduction all yeah. these cop cars surround Nick Fury's um car and have like 50 guns trying to shoot him and the bulletproof mm. cars taking all of it and it, that was a pretty cool action scene and then yeah. Nick Fury gets his like mini rail gun from within the car and just like <laughs> annihilates everyone um yeah no the action scenes were fantastic you got that elevator fight scene that was pretty cool. That was great. I like the build up to that. Because yeah. straight away you see Captain America getting this lift. So this is just after Nick Fury's died and he's gone to the Shield building to talk with Secretary Pierce. Because he thinks that Shield is still okay. Yeah, I think after that meeting, that confirmed because they're trying to pin a lot of blame on Nick Fury. And you know, Captain America is like, yeah. if you know Nick Fury at all, you'll know none of that's true, you know? Yes. And it's kind of like you can tell straight away this Pierce guy is trying to turn Captain America against Nick Fury. And the last thing Nick Fury said to him was, don't trust anyone. So mm. there's already a fair bit of tension in the room. And then he goes to leave and gets in the lift. And you see some of the other muscle men get in the lift with him. And it was very much like, what's going on here? Captain America notices one of them has their hand on their gun. And yeah. like tensions are high. And then some other people get in the lift on like another floor and he notices like one of them sweating. I mean, they didn't look like muscle men. No, though. no, they were just, I guess they were agents just dressed in like suits. Yeah, yeah they just look like regular old agents. And then again, with the lift stops on another floor and then you get like these three big hench dudes. And they all on. just position themselves around him. Yeah, yeah. So the lift's now got almost like 15 it people in it. Packed. It is a packed lift with some big dudes. And we get one of my favorite lines from the movie where Captain America is just in the middle. Everybody's in the lift. You know, as you're in the lift, everyone stands facing the same direction. So I thought that was a great shot, yeah. just all these faces. And he just says, before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Yeah. It's so good. And then the guy just turns around with their like uh, cattle prod stick things to electrocute oh, yeah. him. <laughs> and just the fight scene just kicks off in this tiny confined space. I thought... Yeah, that's that pretty cool. Was and then the that. end shot where they're just all like all over each other, like around him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good shot. <laughs> yeah, they're all just on the floor and he's just there. Oh, actually talking about action scenes, there's one thing I didn't like. Yeah. Uh, at the end of Nick Fury's car chase, yes. he's got the Winter Soldier, has now like, flipped his car and is ready to kill Nick Fury. And we see Nick Fury get out some sort of uh, like device that can you know cut his way out of the car. We just see him get the device out and start to cut the well, car away. Yeah, well, I, I, I saw it as like one of those cattle prod things again. I just thought it was gonna he was just going to... Yeah, you're right, actually. Winter soldier. I wasn't sure. It was going to go one or two ways. Either way, he's either he's cutting himself out of the car or he's going to suddenly jump at this guy with whatever that device was. Yeah, I thought he was just going to go for his foot or something. Mm. So we see the Winter Soldier approach the car slowly and he rips the door off the car to like reveal Nick and there's a square hole cut out of the car and then a hole in the ground where Nick Fury's escaped underground. Now, question to has Nick Fury used that device to cut through the road, concrete, this handheld device to cut through a concrete road, or was the car perfectly placed on top of a manhole cover? Because either way, those are the only two possible solutions, and they both suck. Yeah, so they used this cutting yourself a hole in the ground rope thing a couple times. Yeah, it came up again. Yeah, it comes up again when they are caught by the Hydra guards on the way to the Hydra headquarters or mm. SHIELD headquarters. So this is Captain America uh, 
Black Widow. Black Widow, and I can't remember the character's name, but it's Colby, Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Robin. Robin. Um, so, yes, those guys escape and, and via that... the exact same method. They just cut a hole in the bottom of the car. They're not, they don't escape down under the road, though. They escape some other I way. I guess, no, I think they just fall out the bottom of the moving car and no one that's seems right. to notice them. That's right, it's a that. van, that's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just lazy. <sighs> Using the, That is the exact same escape method twice in one movie. But yes, no, the one with Nick Fury was really bizarre because he's like quite heavily injured. And, mm. okay, yes, sure, cut himself out of the metal. But then the concrete, like, yeah. and then is he burying a tunnel? Like, where is he going? Yeah, and also, like you said, Nick Fury is heavily injured. Nick Fury's not exactly a secret agent either, and he's up against this Winter Soldier dude who we've seen is amazing. He's got a metal arm, he's got superpowers. So you're telling me he opens the door of the car, sees the hole in the ground, and goes, oh, shucks, uh, Nick Fury got away from me. What am I going to do? do? I can't not jump just in the hole. Jump in the hole? Yeah. Absolutely. How far is Nick Fury going to be? It was literally like 10 seconds ago. Oh, yeah. He's really not that far away from the car, like the Winter Soldier. Mm. When he's no. walking towards it, we see the cut to Fury with his little blue. Mm. If these bad stick guys thing. hurried up a bit, they would catch because these bad guys walk, or, you know, he flips the car and then slowly just walks over to it, like, run. You'll get him before he cut, gets his way out of the car. Oh, yeah. I so, don't understand. And even by the time he's got to the car, Nick Fury has just slipped through that hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just so what you just reach down, you could probably grab him. Mm. Ridiculous, didn't like that. Ruined, ruined the car chase because it was a great it car was chase. a car, it was great. Mm. And also, yeah, it's just like, where's that hole leading to? Had it, you know, where's all the rubble? I don't mm. know. Yeah, did you just evaporate the earth? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> wasn't into it. And then Nick Fury uh goes to Captain America's house and hides there. Um because he's, he wants to tell Captain America that, you know, no one is safe or you can't trust anyone. He ends up getting snipered and uh, we watch him die. He is on an operating table and we see him flatline. We see a group of doctors, surgeons confirm this man is dead, right? Because doctors know when people die. We then see the, his body in a room with Black Widow and Captain America just looking at the body. So, you know, pretty definite as a viewer of this, confirming for you he is dead. A group of doctors saw him flatline. They're looking at his dead body for ages afterwards. Yeah, and then you see his dead body is lying on a Guernsey. Yeah, like dead. Yeah. And then what happens an hour later? Oh, surprise, surprise, he's not dead. Oh, how, how are you not dead? I watched you die. <laughs> no, I took a pill which slowed my... Pulse down, my heart rate down to one beat per minute or something. You'd still show up on a scanner yeah, then. Yeah. No, it's not like they look at you for less than a minute and go, no, I haven't seen anything. No. <laughs> no, ridiculous. As soon as that happened, we were both like, right. You still have to breathe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter how slow your heart rate's going. <laughs> so we weren't convinced by that. As soon as we saw him die, we were like, okay, well, he better be dead. Because he could have been dead. We both agreed we don't know if he actually comes back or not because we haven't really seen any of the other movies. So I he... couldn't say for certain whether Nick Fury dies or not. I was pretty sure he wasn't. I was pretty sure that Nick Fury is in most of these movies. Uh, but I was willing to accept it. And if he did die, I would have really enjoyed that. But it was gonna, I was like, oh yeah, this is a brave kill. Yeah, bro, I, I was actually really excited to come in here and talk about, whoa, they killed Nick Fury. 
big plot twist. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. I don't know. And then they bring him back through some bullshit method. Get out of here. Because <laughs> that's what we said. I said, if they bring him back, then I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Because the only way they can bring him back is by using some sort of superpower device. But then they start bringing people back from the dead and they're playing a risky game here because that basically means they can do anything with these movies. Oh, I know. So I wrote, I remember writing down Fury dies. And then I was like, I just couldn't like, I was like, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, I, I literally have Fury dead, question mark. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I don't trust these movies to say that definitely. No, but... no, you don't trust any death yeah. in these movies. Another thing with these movies is you can always tell who the bad guy is. I don't know why they try and kind of like make you think that this new character that is working for the good guys is a good guy. I'm like, no, if you're bringing in Robert Redford, a massive <laughs> actor into this movie, and there's not really any other new characters, Obviously, that's going to turn out to be the bad guy. I mean, right from the get-go. Yes, and you know he is clearly the kind of bad guy that is the smart, running the mm -hmm. organization kind of bad guy. He's not. You're like, I'm evil. I'm the muscle mm -hmm. bad guy. So, and then you know you see him. He's got. He's doing talks with the. I want to say it's the UN, but I'm not quite sure. No, they, they refer <laughs> what, to it as something else. It's what like do they call it's themselves? like the World Peace Organization or <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it's, so it's, yeah, they're like the controllers of the world. Although they're all American, so I don't they're know. all American. And then actually, they're not American. One of them they? talks about their country. They're like, yes, it happened a hundred miles off my country. Oh, so. were they? I don't know. They didn't have any accents, though, did they? No, no, oh, they were all anyway. yeah, definitely American. By, by accent. Yeah. And there's definitely not enough of them to cover that many countries. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Unless they're managing like 20 countries each. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, of course. He immediately gives you bad guy vibes. Mm. It's, yeah, it's very hard for these movies to surprise you with the good and bad guys. Even like when we see Captain America return to his apartment and he bumps into his neighbor. She said one sentence and immediately we were both like, nah, don't trust her. Yeah. She's, she's a double agent or something. And then, yeah, 10 minutes later, it turns out she's actually a spy sent to protect him. It's like so yeah, obvious. Because it's, it's, the, it's the, the nurse who's his hot, so his hot next door neighbor mm. nurse. Because um, Black Widow brings her up earlier in the film. Black Widow's on this little thing, old movie that she's trying to like mm. hook. Uh, Captain America up with a, a date. Yeah. And Why? I don't know. She was very persistent. Very persistent. But then they also, like, they themselves had, like, a little, not quite flirtation, but there was, like, something. They, yeah. They definitely play that card a little bit because we had that kiss while they're yeah. hiding and someone, you know, so they don't get seen. She's like, kiss me. And then at the end there, she gives him a little peck on the cheek and they're always kind of a little... And she got a little bit funny at... When they see the um, picture of Peggy, mm. his former love, in when they're in his the old bunker mm -hmm. um, at the the training site mm. from the World War <laughs> training site that he trained in like over fifty years yeah. ago, um, which is still intact mm -hmm. and just sat there, there empty, just. Well, it's not empty, is it? It's got the mind of Zolo in uh, underground in some bunker there. Yeah, but it's just there. Yeah, a bit weird. 
any other points you'd like to discuss about this movie before we wrap it up? So yeah, like I said, I quite enjoyed this movie. I found it definitely more enjoyable than the first one. For sure. Um, yeah. Had a lot more to it, a lot more action. Action was w- way better. Um, it definitely had some more light moments, um, comedy sort of moments between the characters. That was quite good. Um, only, I think, moment where I sort of maybe disconnected from what was going on was during um, Robert Redford's big speech about about just why hydra yeah yeah when he was going on about hydra and i don't know if it was just i wasn't following it but i was just like what are you talking about (laughs) yeah i think there were quite a few scenes it's almost just like they they have to include these scenes just so the plot kind of makes sense and you get these just little moments of dialogue throughout the entire movie where they're just like Oh yeah, this, this, this is this, 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 this. Okay, let's go, and then we just enjoy the action after that. And those scenes just don't care; yeah. they really just and I think bring it that together. Robert, what was Robert Redford's character's name? Pierce. Pierce. I think all those scenes with Pierce, I just didn't. I found them quite boring. Mm, yeah, I mean, he didn't do anything spectacular, was, really. I mean, yes, he was the, I guess, in quotes, in sort of more intelligent bad guy but i just didn't find him scary or like anything and he no. wasn't intimidating it wasn't overly like intelligent that we saw or anything and then, he yeah was just... he was it wasn't like he was amazingly smart and he didn't seem to have anything like you know crazy great ideas or anything so i i didn't find him particularly convincing as a bad guy no i agree with you there pierce i think they definitely could have done more with that character i mean i never know with these movies how true to the comics obviously that they have to yeah you know be too so um yeah but you're right his character was just a bit meh that was the sort of i guess the biggest letdown of the film Mm. um and then a few things that like they threw in here and there like the Be- Peggy as an older lady with yeah. Alzheimer's didn't care who, for that. Who was clearly just the young actress made to look old. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't really get the whole no. point of that. Well, I don't know. Me neither. You're right. Because she's having a lucid conversation with him. And then immediately it's like, oh, she's forgotten. And it's like, oh, okay. So Peggy has Alzheimer's or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, all right. You're right. I really don't know what the purpose of that was. I Doesn't, guess maybe just for Captain America's character development of some sort, but... But then he, it's not like it mattered. No, it didn't. You're right. Because he already goes back to the exhibit to view, you know, his story, mm. because that's on the Smith, Smithsonian. Yeah, yeah. he goes to the Smithsonian um, where there's an ex- exhibition on about him. <laughs> and he kind of goes that because it's like a little like memory capsule, mm. like time capsule of his life. And he's there sort of reminiscing a bit. and See, that makes sense to show us the uh, Bucky thing. Yeah. You know, so to introduce, oh, yeah, that's obviously his old friend. But, yeah, the whole Peggy thing really served no point. it didn't. Because it's not like he had a strong love interest story. No, not really. Where he was going, oh, but I loved Peggy. Mm. So that didn't really need Mm. to happen. But, yeah. While we're talking about the Smithsonian... (laughs) <laughs> Stan Lee. Stan Lee, yeah. <laughs> He's the security guard at the Smithsonian. So later on in the movie, Captain America goes to steal the suit, his original suit from the Smithsonian, because he's, you know, wanted by S.H.I.E.L.D. at the moment, so he can't get his actual suit. And then we get this scene of uh, Stan Lee as a security guard walking around the Smithsonian and then notices the suit's missing. 
<laughs> and he's like, oh man, I'm so fired. <laughs> <laughs> Just a classic Stanley. Classic Stanley. You love to see him. Yeah. Uh, one character that I thoroughly enjoyed in this movie and I enjoy the more I see her is Black Widow, Natasha Romanov. Yes. I just think she's great. I think every scene she in she's in is fantastic. Like her fight scenes, her choreography. There's that fight scene where she's disguised as one of the world UN council members mm. that we were talking about. And, you know, all of a sudden this old woman just starts kicking ass and we were like, that's Black Widow. I know those moves. Yeah. She has like a real unique fighting style. style. Yeah. And um yeah, I don't know. I just think she's cool. I I definitely thought she was better in this movie than she was in um what was the last one she was in? Was it Iron Man Three? Was she in that? No. Avengers. I think Avengers is like the first time we No. No, she was no, in an older movie. She has than like that. a little cameo and a few others where she's kind of just like the hot lady. <laughs> like <laughs> She's just sort of, like, she does some moves, but she's kind of just there as, like, the flotation piece. She's definitely, yeah. So I felt like she was a bit more developed this time. Yeah, I think we saw a lot more of her her in this. I think she had pretty much a starring role alongside Captain America in this movie. Yeah, I mean, she was essentially a a lead character. Mm. I'm glad she's getting her own spin-off now, whether that's a movie or a series, I can't remember. Yes, Uh, but... Because every should. time I see her, I keep thinking, like, why doesn't she... She's clearly, like... I would rather watch Black Widow movies than Captain America movies at this point. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just seems... But, yeah, she's getting her own... It's either a series or, or a movie. I can't remember. But that's good. Yeah, because she's definitely... She's one with, like, a dark past. Mm-hmm. And she's been involved in, yeah, like... she's an interesting character. All sorts of, like, sort of sketchy things. Because she's, you know, been a spy. Mm. And, yeah. And We saw a lot more of um, Nick Fury in this movie, too, I was thinking. It's not often that he... Oh, yeah, he had Um, way more dialogue. Yeah, we normally just get a couple scenes. I mean, Avengers, obviously, he was in that a fair bit more. He usually just makes some orders and then he's he's like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, we actually (laughs) saw him in like a fight scene here and, you know, we saw him fucking die and come back to life. But um, I just thought he had a lot more screen time in this movie compared to the other eight that we've watched so far. Yeah, definitely. And like in terms of cheese for this movie... I mean, the odd little cheesy line here and there. I mean, it is an action movie, so you get a lot of, like, one-line action things. Like, just before, the you know, the action kicks off, you get some little one-liner, like, don't wait up or whatever. I didn't actually yeah. write anything down, but you I know do. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a classic. I wrote this down just because it is one of the most classic lines ever. You've got Nick Fury in the car on the phone to uh, Colby, Robin, whatever her name is in this movie. And... um. She says something to him like, yeah, don't worry, I'm on it. Give me four hours. He just goes, you got three. And I was like, yeah, he said it. He said the line. <laughs> yeah. Map says it'll take 15 minutes to get there. I'll be there in 10. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like classic. Kind of... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no like overly cheesy characters. Like you said, Pierce was a bit of a flop. But overall, most of the characters were pretty cool. I feel like Falcon was a bit forced into the picture and just a bit convenient character to have. I didn't mind him, but yes, you're right. Yeah, didn't mind, didn't mind him. You know, I I think uh, considering it could have been a lot more contrived, mm-hmm. it it was alright. Yeah, I don't really dig his wingsuit. No, and it's really, I guess, it's just setting him up as a character yeah well it's just another marvel character it'd be interesting to see if he appears in any of more of the movies now 
because obviously we know he's got his own show now but does he appear in avengers movies you know like is yeah. it like that hawk dude is he going to show up like one of those like yeah. you just have these side marvel characters that you never know when they're going to pop up be interesting to see yeah because he's i mean he's not really a superhero he's just a soldier that he's a soldier had, that has wings yeah can use know. a wingsuit yeah but it's not like he made them no so We'll see. Yeah, because they had to go to they had to go steal them from somewhere. He says there's only one pair left, and it's at this military base. Yeah, and then next and they're scene, definitely made it. by Stark, right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's got Stark written all over it. <laughs> so, where does this movie sit in the uh, grand scheme of things? Currently, the Captain America: The First Avenger is the bottom of the list, number eight. Well, this is definitely better above that. Definitely sure. above that. The last movie we watched, Thor Dark World, that's in number seven. I would put this above that Same. too. And then we go, what, Hulk? I think this is better than Hulk. I'd put this better than Hulk. What's after that? Is that Iron Man 2? Yeah, maybe. Oh, I knew this was going to happen at some Have point. I'd forget the list. <laughs> I was really banking that each week we do this podcast, I would remember exactly what the uh. list was off the top of my head. And sat here. I mean, we haven't recorded the podcast for a couple of weeks, so it's fair enough. But I can bring it up on my phone. Just going to stall by talking really slow. (laughs) Yes. So Captain America's at the bottom. And then we've got the first Avenger. Captain America, first Avenger. Yeah. We're going to put it above that. Then Incredible Hulk. So we're going to put it above Incredible Hulk. Then we've got Iron Man 2. So we'll be putting this better than Iron Man 2. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. It was an easier watch, more entertaining. Ooh. Thor. As in the first one. The first Thor. Hmm. I don't know if it's better than Thor. I quite enjoyed Thor. I think it's more of a basic watch, Thor. I feel like this movie is a bit more of a an epic with more layers to it. Thor was, you know, it was an origin story, so it was pretty basic in nature, but enjoyable because we got to see this god stripped of his powers and become a cute little cheeky little... You know how I feel about it. Your face tells me you have a different opinion. What are you saying? Well, I, yeah, I'm just trying to think of if I would... Like, which one would, would I watch again? Yeah. Basically. I know you love Thor. Mm. <laughs> You'd rather watch this again, you reckon? Oh, no, actually. No. Oh. See, I think the origin stories are generally like an easier watch. That's true. And I guess if I think about it again, the whole Hydra nonsense. No, okay. I think it, Thor goes above it. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is. That's our top nine. We have Iron Man 3 still keeps the number one position, followed by Avengers. Then we have Iron Man 1 in the third position, followed by Thor in the fourth position. And that's where we're going to put in this movie, at position number five, in between Thor and Iron Man 2. Yeah? Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Cool. Well, another episode down, another Marvel movie (laughs) added to the library of our knowledge. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> coming up next, a uh, bit of a different one. We have Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I have watched that yes, one. Yes, I have also seen Guardians and of the I, Galaxy. I know that I do like that one. I'm sure I enjoyed it at the time. It's been quite a while, though, so I couldn't really tell you what happens. I know you got Vin Diesel plays a tree, and there's a talking raccoon. And um, It has a good soundtrack. Good soundtrack, yeah. A lot of, like, 80s and stuff, Yeah, right? something like that, yeah. And then, obviously, we've got... 
that actor what plays him, Star Lord. Hey, I remember the character's hey. name. And Pratt. Chris Pratt. Thank you. Yeah. Love Chris you Pratt. You got the next Chris. The other Chris. The next Chris in the universe. Yeah. Chris <laughs> Pratt. But love Chris Pratt. He's pretty much gold in everything he does, right? He does a good job. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Looking forward to, to seeing that again. I think of all these movies, that's probably one of the few that has a good rewatch value. So I'm looking forward to seeing it again and also comparing it to these other nine. And it'll be our 10th episode. Hey. Yeah, that's a bit of a landmark, isn't it? So we'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, so this is like my sixth or seventh time recording this outro. Okay. I don't know why <laughs> I'm struggling with this so much. But just know that I've had to cut out the last five minutes of dialogue because I just can't say goodbye, right? So, here it goes. Um, see you next time on the <laughs> Lockdown Movie Club. My name's Toomey. And I'm Lily. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>